All right, everybody, welcome to the Denver Outfitters podcast. Uh, glad to have you here today. Before we get into the show, I want to let you know about a podcast exclusive offer, uh, exclusive deal for those of you who listen to the show. Uh, we have gear. Gear is here at the website. We have hats, shirts, buffs, all kinds of stuff. Want to get you $5 off any of our hats or shirts uh, at denveroutfitters.com. You're going to use the promo code at checkout POD5. That's P O D, the number five. It's going to get you $5 off your hat, your shirt, um, whatever type of type of gear you want to get loaded up with. Uh, so go use the promo code um, and uh, get yourself some new swag. And uh, let's get in the show. All right, so we have Rick Takahashi, I believe I'm saying that correctly. Very good. Uh, with us today, and he's actually been kind of name-dropped in a couple of our other uh, podcasts as you know, someone who's influenced them as a tire or as a teacher. Um, so we're super excited to have him here. Um, for those of our listeners who don't know, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, how you got into tying and fly fishing. Well, my name is Rick uh, Rick Takahashi. I live up in uh, northern Colorado in the t- uh, town of Timmouth. And uh, uh, it's uh, fly fishing and fly tying is something that I've been interested in since I was uh, seven years old. I'm one of those individuals who uh, believes that they were born to be a, a fisherman. Uh, I, I look back uh, to my childhood, and, and those are the memories I have, is collecting fishing gear and things like that that I, I ha- hadn't even been fishing. And, and so it's been an interest of mine, uh, especially the uh, the fly fishing part for for years and years and years. Uh, I uh, am a retired art teacher. Okay. I taught in uh, Fort Collins at Rocky Mountain High School. Um, I uh, am a shop rat at Elkhorn uh, Fly Shop in uh, Loveland, Colorado. Uh, just worked there a little bit uh, to, to keep my hand in the uh, in the retail end of the business. Uh, I'm a uh, fly designer for Umqua Feather Merchants. Uh, I'm on the pro staff of, of Whiting Farms. Um, I am on the pro staff of Daichi Hooks. Um, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the, the, the pro staff of the finest benches. Um, I'm also uh, involved with, uh, uh, with a number of other companies that, uh, that, that help support the, the things that I like to do. That's, That's incredible. That's yeah. quite a resume. Yeah, yeah. Rick's Rick's awesome. And how many? So how many designs do you have for Umpqua? Uh, I I have about uh, five or six different designs. I just have two new. Uh, Patterns that have been accepted by Umqua. It's, it's a little frog pattern that's I tie out of foam because I, uh, I have gone to what some people call the dark side, but I do like to fish for warm water fish. Okay. Uh, also, and I've just learned how to to cast a bait caster, which I, a lot of my fly fishing friends have said, "Hey, what's wrong with you, Rick? You're, you're supposed to be a fly fisherman." But the the fly rod is is my my tool of choice, my weapon of choice. Uh, uh, and uh, another pattern that I just got in was. A pattern I call the Bapa Hopper. That's uh, named after my my daughter Haley. She was born uh, the year of the hail bop, so I call her Bopper, and uh, and I named the fly after her. So those are the two newest ones. But uh, I have a, a, a several other patterns with uh, with Umco, which is a phenomenal company to uh, to be a designer for. That's cool. awesome. We'll How, try to get links to those. Yeah, yeah. In the show notes, so that people can get a hold of those flies if, if they're interested. How long does it take to get them from kind of your approval to 
when I can go into a fly shop and buy one? You know, it, it depends on what, what catalog they have chosen to fly for. They, Of course, it's not just next year that they're planning for. They're planning for years ahead. And so uh, it, it probably takes, uh, if your fly is accepted, you might be in the next catalog or the catalog after that. Uh, uh, on my flies, uh, it took about a year. Okay. Uh, and so I'm on the newest catalog the uh, that that's coming out uh, um, the 2018 catalog and so I'm uh, I'm really excited about that um, the the process takes um, takes a long time because you uh, oftentimes you will submit your fly patterns and uh, in the past you had to wait quite a while but they have a uh, a new person running their um, their uh, selection uh, committee a uh, Dave student and uh, He's been awesome about you turning your flies, and then he'll let you know within a short amount of time whether they're interested in looking at them or not. And oftentimes, it's a it's a situation where uh, if if your your fly may be just phenomenal, but um, if it doesn't fit a niche for them uh, for the coming year, then um, they'll either wait uh, or, or they'll or they'll eliminate the. Uh, uh, they'll eliminate your fly and give your fly right back, so you don't have to wait. Uh, in prior, sometimes I had to wait a year to find out if if my fly was accepted or not. And if it's accepted, then do you have to go in and show them how to tie it and what materials you're using, or how does that? Well, that there's work? a number of ways. The w- way that they have approached me is um, to uh, t- tie the fly. And if they accept it, then I have to tie like a couple of dozen maybe uh, uh, cookie cutter patterns, the same exact thing. Uh, And then I have to send in a specification sheet that explains every step along the way. And what I generally do will... Uh, will be to, to photograph each step and then then send it to, to them so that they can see uh, what the steps are and then uh, they'll tie it up and send it to me and say Hi, what do you think and if I have any recommendations uh, or want things changed then then they'll do that so they will just send yeah. you an order and say we need ten thousand of these and you got to tie well, them all yourself oh no <laughs> <laughs> if if I had to tie the flies um, I probably couldn't do it because <laughs> I'm the world's slowest fly tire so <laughs> it, it would it would take a, a long time to uh, to uh, for me to tie the flies. Yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. You uh, you have a couple tying books as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've been very very fortunate. I um, I um, worked with uh, a Fly Fisherman magazine for probably about ten to ten to twelve years, and um, one of their uh, editors at the time. Uh, Jay Nichols uh, decided that he would uh, try to open up his own publishing company, and when he did so, uh, he contacted me and said, "Would you be interested in me uh, write a book?" And and he said, "Well, yeah, you know, I, I wrote articles for them. I was an illustrator for them. I tied fly patterns for them, and uh, and so that uh, so so that was a, a challenge for me to 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 write a book. And uh, it's not it's not." Um, 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 it's it's not something that I was trying to uh, t- trying to um, uh, d- do necessarily because uh, I'd never written a book before, but uh, it was a wonderful process and uh, it was a pretty good success. And so they said, "Do you want to write another one?" And I said, "Sure." 
and now I'm, I'm in my third book, and it's it's in the it's in the uh, uh, publisher's hands right now. So I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's uh, it's going to be a book based on my uh, my own fly patterns and the patterns I like to tie. My first book was Modern Midges. Um, and the second book was Modern Terrestrials. Okay. And are those, do those books have a lot of photos as far as like walking people through the steps? Or? Yeah. The way that, the way that I uh, approached designing the book was to, um, uh, I have a lot of friends in the fly fishing industry just because of my association with Fly Fisherman Magazine. And I, I wrote a lot of people and asked them, would you uh, be willing to submit patterns uh, to my book so that I didn't have to come up to, with every yeah. single one and so this was on the first book so yeah I didn't have to come up with every single pattern and and I got the idea of well I'm going to ask some of my friends mm-hmm. and uh, they were willing to help me out and and then I got the idea of well I'm going to ask some of these really famous people you know and I asked them and and everyone in the fly fishing industry is just unbelievably friendly and willing to give um, and uh, and they helped support me with fly patterns and then I decided uh, you know I better if I'm tired it's primarily um, a pattern book with recipes on it okay. um, and then I um, I thought well maybe I better tell people how to fish these and so <laughs> we have you know we have some some strategies of fishing it um, and then I, I did illustrations for the book. Um, cool. uh, I had a, f- a lot of photographs, and so there's there's a lot of good good uh, uh, fly f- photography, uh, uh, fish uh, uh, photos, um, and and people fishing. And so well, we we try to give them a, a good basic understanding of of of, of the uh, of the patterns that and how to fish them. And that's what we did for uh, both books. Okay, awesome. I I have a question. Uh, You know, you you mentioned being an art teacher and, uh, you know, mentioned doing illustrations. You know, what's your primary medium and are you doing, you know, a lot of art uh, just for sake of art or is it mostly just illustrations kind of by commission or...? Well, um, when I started out as a teacher, I was a special education teacher. I I wanted to... uh, I wanted to make a difference to kids, and that's why I became a teacher. That's awesome. Uh, and um, I wanted to work with uh, kids with disabilities. Uh, I uh, worked for 15 years for Children's Hospital as a ski instructor at Winter Park. We we helped develop the uh, handicapped ski program at Winter Park. No way. And then I, I yeah, <laughs> that was a that's long awesome. time ago. And then I uh, I. Um, uh, went to graduate school and decided that I wanted to be a, a, a special education teacher. Got my master's in special education. Then um, got to go to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Fort Collins and got a job uh, teaching in Fort Collins. I ran a home for mentally retarded kids. And I used to take them fishing and all that. And, I, and, and then I developed a program in art and, and uh, humanities and, and recreation. And then lo and behold, uh, it was time to move on from being a special ed teacher, and I became an art teacher at Rocky Mountain High School and, and taught there for 26 years uh, teaching art. And so when you asked about the media, uh, being an art teacher, I had to be able to teach everything. But my own personal uh, art that I, I'd like to do and a lot of the stuff that I do for the book are, are um, uh, pen and ink illustrations, uh, a lot of watercolor 
um, and uh, yeah, I, I do uh, artwork for myself when I have a, a chance to do it. It's, a lot of it's been centered around around uh, fly fishing, you know, uh, pictures of trout, uh, trout taking flies and things like that. But I, I got to tell you, in the last probably um, 10 years, most of my work has been done working on the books and illustrations for the books. And okay. uh, and so, so that's what I do. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I've just, that's been one of the coolest things being, you know, podcast listeners to this show know, you know, I'm totally new to the industry, uh, learning, you know, all about fishing, all about fly fishing, just from working here uh, has been my, pretty much my first and only exposure to the sport and to the culture. But uh, I love how, how art influenced and how influenced art is by the fishing industry. I mean, there's so many artists uh, that are making some pretty incredible art inspired by, you know, nature. Yeah, we actually uh, just featured a Fly Gal Friday that does paintings of flies and drawings. Um, yeah. and she's also a guide, and it's very hand-in-hand, and it's really, really cool to see. One of my favorites, I'll do a shout-out for Rack, Rack Art. It's, it's R-A-K-A-R-T is mm-hmm. his Instagram, and he does ink, these ink and watercolor illustrations and just the colors of these fish and the colors of you know uh uh the sport and and just i don't know i I really have loved all the art that i've gotten to to see and then going to shows you see you know all these people who do incredible Um, phenomenal artists out there and uh uh, you know one of the things i like to do when i was teaching is that I used to do caricatures, and so I did a caricature of every student that I had. Oh, that's awesome. And I awesome. taught all the years, and so it's funny. You go. I was up in Breckenridge staying at a condo in the bathroom, and there was one of my cartoons. <laughs> so I've always considered my art kind of bathroom art. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Hey, it's, that stuff gets seen. You know, you got nothing else to do but look at the walls, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, actually, one of our, our podcast guests, Adam Kronberger, he... He said that you were one of his, like, biggest influencers as far as fly fishing and kind of his life because you taught him. Adam is a, a, an incredible person. I have so much, so much respect for Adam. Um, and and I, I tell you that because uh, he was a, quite an athlete at our school. And I think he was on the baseball team, and, and he had to be gone from my class. And, um, you know, think, well, what, what, what can I do to make up my grade? And I said, and you got to come in your off time and, um, and, and finish your work before I'll give you a, a passing grade. Uh, I was being kind of a bad guy, a bad teacher, demanding all this excellence from the kids. And Adam never missed. And um, uh, I really have a lot of respect for Adam. And, and he got into fly fishing and fly tying and used to come into the uh, fly shops that I worked and, and uh, buy materials and, and things like that. And then uh, uh, and then he got involved with uh, what he's doing now mm-hmm. and working yeah. with Whiting Farms uh, and, and helping them out and, and become the director of our, our pro staff on, on Whiting Farms. And, and Adam was, is just a great guy, uh, just a great guy. I'm so proud. That, that he's my friend, and uh, I'm proud that uh, I was his teacher. And he, he he's one of the reasons why I love teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have a lot of respect for Adam. It's probably yeah. really rewarding to see that. Yeah. It is. It and, is. And, and that's another thing that I just love that, that we hear every week, every time we do a podcast, just this collaboration between all these different people who just love the sport and who that comes how that comes out in all of these mentorships and relationships uh, brought together by fly fishing or fly tying, uh, you know, what are some of the people who maybe have influenced you and uh, that you've kind of 
been shaped by in, in the in the space? Well, in the fly tying realm, um, in the fly fishing realm, um, several guys have really been influential to me. One is uh, Don Johnson. He's a professor at Quinnipiac College, but he and I uh, became friends almost 50 years ago. No, no, about 45 years ago. I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting old. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't look like you're like 44. So that's... Uh, I'm, I'm a really <laughs> old guy. But, uh, but, but I, I met Don, and, you know, I was one of those guys that had the vest and had the waders and had the fly rod and everything I could cast as far as those guys. The only problem was I couldn't catch a fish, you know. And, yeah. uh, uh, and I'd been tying flies, and my flies were, you know, uh, weren't helping me catch any fish. But uh, uh, I watched Don fish. We were up on, um, up on Cheeseman Canyon, and um, this may sound... Uh, fantastical, but I sat and watched Don catch 35 fish. Wow. And I put and my fly Cheeseman rod down and places. I just watched him and I watched, watched him catch these fish. And I, in Cheeseman Canyon, back in those days, I used to think if you could catch your limits, you were a pretty hot fly fisherman. And I see him catching these 35 fish. That's in the time that I watched him fish. Now, so, you know, he probably caught 70 fish that day. Wow. And, and that's, that's where you recently just went yeah. up and got skunked, right? You didn't uh, catch no, we, we each caught one. One, yeah. 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 But yeah, it, was, and, it was tough. And just watch him, and I, I said, Don, can you, can you teach me what you're doing? He says, I was wondering when you were going to ask. <laughs> and that was the best education I got because he taught me how to present the fly and how important presentation is. He taught me how uh, all the various types of casts to use, you know, uh, curve casts, positive, negative, uh, reach casts, um, dump cast, you know, all kinds of different casts that, that you uh, need to have uh, to, to help you uh, catch that fish. And the next day I went out and um, I caught well over 20 fish. And uh, not that I'm, I'm a real good fly fisherman, you know, uh, I do all right, but I, you know, I'm still just like every other bear. I, there are days that I, I struggle. Don and I just got to fish with his son um, uh, two days ago. They were visiting Colorado. We got to fish. And uh, the, the fishing was kind of tough, and here's Don catching fish. So I just stopped fishing just watched him because it's, it's just amazing. And he's a, just a dry fly fisherman, mm. although I know that, that he's fished a couple of nymphs. Or he, he had me tie some brassies for him and some uh, renegades that he pulled underneath the water. Another person that was really influential to me was a, a, a fly designer, a illustrator in, in four cons. He used to be the illustrator for Fly Rod Reel. That's Tim England. And... Uh, uh, Tim was a phenomenal um, uh, fly tire, and he it taught me a lot of uh, a lot of really good uh, uh, fly tying uh, techniques. And then um, uh, with Don, one thing that Don did too is that he is a, a very uh, aesthetic-minded person, and so he collects a lot of books. He probably has a, a book collection that I would say be. Uh, a quarter of a million dollars in, 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 wow. in first edition books. And, and I just asked him, I said, how many books do you have? And he says, he says he probably has, you know, over 300 books. But he collected those books. And, and when I get to read them, I have to put on white gloves. I'm only <laughs> allowed to open the book so far. And then back then, he was collecting a lot of artwork from some of the up-and-coming artists, Mike Stidham, Lee Stronsick, uh, Rod Cruz. Um, uh, to be an example, and, and those um, uh, 
pieces of artwork are very, very valuable now. But he, you know, he, I mean, buying them forty years ago, you know, he got them at at a really good good price. So, uh, and he's a phenomenal fly tire in the Catskill style of tying, real sparse, and and that's um, that's one thing that he handed down to me because I try to make my my flies as as well tied as as, as possible. My flies to be, tend to be uh, very simplistic in design. Uh, being an artist, mm-hmm. I, I guess you know I uh, I tie under what I call a, a Japanese term called a shibui, and shibui in a, a translation means simple elegance. And um, what I try to do is is to tie my flies uh, that is a, a really effective. Most Japanese art is very minimal, mm-hmm. and, and so that's what I try to incorporate in, uh, in mine. It's kind of like the Bauhaus, you know. Uh, uh, a form follows function, and so my my flies tend not to be real real gaudy. Although I do sometimes like to tie those those more in, intricate patterns. Uh, I just like to tie. I, I tie every single day. I, I make a practice to to tie at least six flies a day just to keep up my facility. You know, to be able to to tie flies because when I get out in front of people, uh, I want to make sure I can do that. Same way when I was teaching. Yeah. I ne- I was always prepared, always had lesson plans, um, always always did the artwork before I ever taught my students because I didn't want to get up there and make a mistake and go, oh, I didn't I didn't plan don't, this. Don't do well. that. I yeah. didn't practice. Oh, and, and there were there were times that I tried to fake it. And I got caught every time. You know, mm-hmm. something would go wrong, and they go. I would just say, "Stop! We're not going to do this. I'm a lousy teacher," <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to start all over again. So, so, so that, that's what I did. I, I try to, um, as as a teacher, is to uh, to um, to be um, uh, respectful of the kids, and, and and to treat them with respect, and to um, and to teach with humor. I. You know, I, I always felt that if a, if a student liked a teacher, you could take them anywhere. If they didn't like you, they would they would turn you off when when you tried to teach them. So, so I do that with my fly tying and my my fly tying instruction. I, I do do some uh, uh, fly tying instruction for Alcorn Fly Shop in in Loveland. So you're teaching classes up there? <clears throat> yes, yes, I I do. We're going to just start up again here pretty soon because in the summertime, most people want to go fishing. They don't want to be at home tying flies. You know, I'm doing both. I'm since yeah. I'm retired, I'm I'm fishing. Then I'm running out to the, the local stream and, and fishing for it. See if the, if, if the flies work. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Casting so, little product casting. Oh yeah, constantly. That's what that's what I, I told my wife. She has. I think she has a couple more years before she retires, and I've been trying to talk her into to a teaching about seven or eight more years and so uh-huh. that I can, I can be out there there fishing without having to do all the honeydews when yeah. when, when, when yep. she retires but uh, yep. yeah your retirement will change right oh yeah. yes yes no but she's been really great we just we just have moved into a, a brand new house and and uh we uh refinished our basement i said you know i'm getting to the age now i mean i don't know how long i'm going to be around so can we can we refinish the basement and she let me build build this Huge fly tying room. Oh, cool! Oh, oh, oh! The other house we had, I was in a little is it, bedroom. Is it all organized with oh. like all your threads <laughs> yes. and feathers? When, when and... we're doing this, I I took some pictures and I, I'll I'll show you. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, because the other house that we lived in was a room about the, as big as your room right here, yeah. and it looked like, like a, a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a hoarder. Uh, <laughs> so, well, in fact, my my first wife, uh, I've been married twice, but my 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 first wife. I took my fly tying stuff on. She says, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm, 
I'm going to tie flies. She says, you're not going to tie flies here. So she made me tie in a closet. So <laughs> what I had to do is I set up a little bench and was on my knees and, yeah. and sitting there tying flies. So I, I tell people that I've come out of the closet you know, for, for my, for my uh, fly time. But but, but my wife is, is knows that this is my passion and this is uh, what I like to do. And, and it has been ever since I've been seven years old. You know, um, in fact, you talk about art, you know, and appreciating art. Yeah. Um, I'd been collecting, you know, going around the lake, picking up sinker bar, you know, bobbers. I didn't know what they were for, but, you know, I would collect them. And then I, my dad used to give us a quarter a week if we clean, cleaned our room. And so I used to take that quarter and I'd go down to, there was a hardware store uh, in our town. And I, I uh, uh, would go down there and they had fishing equipment. And so I'd go and look, and, and I found a Royal Coachman fly. And I didn't know what it was, but I, th- I knew it was for fishing because there's a hook. But I just looked at it. It was so beautiful. And and I, I took that that fly, and I took it home, and I noticed I can't, would look at it every day much the same as I do right now is I'm always looking at flies. You know, even the flies I tie go to the shop. I even order some of those flies, and I'm still looking at them. You know, I'm just going, wow, that is really cool. I, I got to try to do this. And, and and I looked at that fly, and I noticed there's thread, and I got a razor blade, and I cut that thread off, and then the hackle came out because I couldn't figure out how they got that spiky thing. And it unraveled, and that's, that's what I remember. I, I, I just remember going, wow, I got to learn how to do this. And that's what I've been pursuing all these years. Yeah. It's incredible, like yeah. reverse engineering the, the fly. You're yes, yeah. Taking it apart. Yes, you know. and, and believe you me, I have taken some flies apart because I wanted to see how they tied and what the sequence was. So yeah, working yeah. Backwards. So it's it's been it's been a fascination of mine for all these years. I just uh, I awesome. just really enjoy tying flies and, and designing flies. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I really want to see that room now. So. Yeah, yeah, you'll yes. have to maybe give Yeah, a tour. you can send us a picture of it, and I'll make sure I post it. Well, you ought to come up, and I, yeah. you, you yeah. can see the room, and, and we could tie a few flies, and we'll take them Absolutely. out and fish them. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty new to the tying game, but I'm, I'm yeah. okay. And we have a guy here, Patrick Murphy, who ties a lot, so he's taught me a couple patterns. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Do you have, I guess, any advice for someone who's looking to get into tying? I know I felt a little overwhelmed right at first. There's so many materials and patterns, and just it just seems overwhelming, the amount of information. So do you have any advice for young young tires? Well, yeah, uh, I, I think one of the things um, that, that would be helpful is if you could take a lesson. You know, uh, and that that can range in different price ranges, depending on which which source you go to to, to learn how to tie flies. Uh, I say that for uh, because you can learn a lot of proper techniques, um, so that you don't make too many mistakes like I did when I was first tying. When I first started tying flies, I, I didn't know what I was tying them for. But I, I would put so much thread on the front end that there was no way you could ever gotten a tip of material through the eye because it was all, you know, it was all gooped up and it looked like a monkey fist on the front. Um, the the next thing would be is to uh, uh, is to understand that there's a little bit of uh, um, there's a little bit of uh, cash outlay in, in the beginning to buy the tools and things like that. And once you get once you get all the materials to, together and you can start time patterns. Uh, Start out slowly. You know, I've been doing this for, 
well over 65 years of collecting materials. And that's why I have this big room now, because of all these materials that I bought. And just realizing that I may never get to use all of this in my lifetime, but but it's it's part of what I, I like to do. Uh, and to practice. If you don't practice uh, whatever it is you do in your pursuit in life, if you don't practice, you'll never get good at it. So, uh, so I try to set the example by tying six flies every single day. And, you know, I'm 71 years old, and I still tie six flies every day. Mm-hmm. Even when I was teaching, I'd, I'd, if it was 12 o'clock at night, I'd tie the six flies. That's you incredible. Know, That's awesome. That was, that was, my, that was my, my discipline, you know, it was, was, to, uh, well, was to practice it. And, and now when you tie, a lot of people says, why do you make that look so easy? Well, I've tied this, and I've been tying for seven, you know, 65, yeah. 70 years. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing uh, that uh, that practice will make perfect. Yeah. I have this argument with people. They say, well, you know, if you tie your own flies, you, you're not saving any money because of all the materials. And there are some materials that, that cost. You know, like um, Whiting Farms uh, has the, the best hackle made, and uh, and you have to pay for it. It's not inexpensive, but for what you're getting, it's very expensive as far as, as I'm concerned because they have the very best uh, of materials available uh, or hackles available, and that's why I treat all the material. And, you know, I find if you were to look at my fly, I should have brought some of my fly boxes down. You know, you look at some of my fly boxes, I may have a couple thousand dollars worth of flies in there that I've tied, and it's, it hasn't cost me anywhere near that much money. You know, mm-hmm. the most expensive part is probably the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've tied all these. There's no way that my wife would let me, allow me to spend $2,000 for one fly box because I carry about eight of them on me when I go fishing. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for everything except for salt water, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I don't think there's salt water fish here. <laughs> but uh, You don't want to lose that pack. Oh, yeah, but but I so, so I, I I tie a lot of flies, and, 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 and again, I, I, I tie every day. So I've been able to retirement. What's been fun is that in some of my free time, I can sit down and, and tie flies. In fact, uh, yesterday, that, that's what I was doing. I was starting a new caddis box. And so I, I taped the Bronco game because the night before, um, I was uh, playing with my old high school band. We played for a class reunion. And so I taped the show, and I sat down in my... Uh, uh, in my fly tying room and watched the game and, and tied the flies, you know, and uh, and it's it's been a great, just a great passion. You mm-hmm. know? I, love, I love some of the themes, you know, I mean, what you talk about, you talk about preparation, I mean, you had that whole, you know, kind of bit there about, you know, how preparation is so key in your art and your teaching, and that's such a trend in fly fishing. Every every person we talk to says, man, it's, it's, it's how you get your gear together, it's how you get your pack together the night before you go fishing. That really matters you know it's it's putting that thought in ahead of time to say you know and I'm sure with the tying it takes it even to another level because you're 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 not just what fly but you know exactly how does this fly gonna how's this fly gonna come together and trying to think it through all the way to how it's gonna be used at the oh, end yeah. you yeah. know yeah. connects you to every end of that process well you know it, on, the, and on the same token you're just like learning to, to, to fly fish you know I, I wasted 10, 15 years flailing the water, not catching any fish until Don said, okay, I'm glad you asked me because now I'm going to show you. And um, uh, I, I feel like uh, fly fishing, 
you know, if you can afford it, take a lesson or, or find somebody who, who would be willing to teach you because there's a lot of mistakes that you can make, and that's what I was doing. My, my problem was that I'd cast a fly out and it would drag. And so, you know, the, one of the keys to, uh, to catching fish is to have a drag-free f- uh, float. And so I didn't know that, you know, and no wonder I couldn't catch any fish. You know, and, and there are days now that my fly drags, and I got to remember, you got to keep a drag-free yeah. drift. Yeah. Yeah. And and guides tell every guide we've had on here tells us that mm-hmm. that even these professional guides that like you know make their entire living from fishing will still go with a guide or go get somebody to help them or ask somebody questions because no matter how good you get, there's always you know. There's always something to learn. Well, you know, I, I, I believe that um, a, a guide that will teach you things, even though, you know, uh, you, 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 uh, you think you're a pretty good fly fisherman and you can learn things from them, I think those are great guides. I, you know, I had, I had good friends uh, down on the San Juan, say, for you know, like Bub, Bubba Smith, Jude Duran. Uh, some of those guys taught me how to... Uh, how to uh, how to fish for for those fish down there, and you're, you're having to fish little 24, 26 size midges, mm-hmm. you know. And I had a size 20. I said, well, these are these are small enough, and they they weren't, you know. And, and they showed me how to really get an ultra good, or ultra fine uh, presentation where there's no drag, so you can catch catch the fish. And you know, I would have, uh, you know, I would have probably still been there struggling to catch fish, but. Uh, uh, but but fishing with those guys down there and learning how to tie the flies and that's that was the basis for my first book Modern Midges is that I had to learn about midges down there and that's what I found it found is that sometimes I get out there and and um, trying to understand the entomology so what I'd start doing was collecting insects and then looking at them and then trying to mimic what I was seeing and um, and and that led to a lot of experimentation and. And uh, and collecting other people's patterns, and uh, uh, there's there's a lot of great there's a lot of great tires out there. I do, too many to, to mention. You know, uh, Craig Matthews from from uh, West Yellowstone. I, I really love his fly patterns. Uh, Doug and Doug Swisher um, is another one that that comes to mind. John Barr here from Colorado. Charlie Craven, phenomenal fly tire. Greg Garcia, phenomenal fly tire. Uh, th- those guys are really, really good fly tires. Scott Stitzer, uh, who you ought to get in here, he's a, a, a phenomenal a fly tire, not only in, in trout flies, but Atlantic salmon patterns. Uh, beautiful works. Is, is he local as well? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. We'd he's, love to he's have. a local. And, and you know, you can meet some of those guys if you come down to the Denver uh, Fly Fishing Show okay. uh, at the uh, uh, Fly Fishing Rendezvous. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott and I, and uh, I will tie at that. Phil Iwani and I will, will uh, tie at those things. And so, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, just more of a fun question that people probably are curious about. Do you have just a, a pattern that's your absolute favorite to tie or use? Well, you know, uh, yesterday it was caddis. <laughs> uh, I... Um, you know, really, really, there's there's so many different patterns that I I just like to tie. But maybe I'll, I'll do a, a shameless plug on some of my flies. You know, I like to uh, uh, I like to tie uh, um, uh, uh, nymphs. Uh, uh, since I've been tying uh, fishing for uh, for bass, I've been tying a lot of uh, pat, uh, streamer pad. Excuse me, uh, 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 that I can fish for bass. Um, 
Not, not really. There's, there's, you know, I just like to tie it all. I okay. mean, there's, yeah, I just like to tie it all. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. It's, it's your love. Uh, since you're a local, we kind of like to ask a local question too. Do you have a favorite Colorado water to fish? Is there one place that's just really the special? The water that I'm on uh, is what I'm fishing. But since I live up in northern Colorado, I like to I like I fish the Pooter, okay, uh, the Big Thompson, and then um, uh, when I get to travel, I, I like to uh, f- I do a lot of still water fishing. Okay. So I like to go over to Delaney Buttes uh, and, and that air fish in uh, uh, in uh, Wyoming. You know the uh, Laramie Plains Lakes, um, uh, down, uh, towards Durango. I like to fish the San Juan. Okay. Uh, I like to go down there. Uh, I like to fish the frying pan, uh, uh, the South Platte, Deckers, yeah. Cheeseman Canyon. Uh, th- that's where I learned, mm-hmm. uh, m- uh, fly fishing, yeah. uh, and, and learning how to, to fly fish. And so, uh, when I go to the South Platte, uh, that's a magical place to me because mm-hmm. there's no other water because that that was the first water that I, I caught it uh, you know uh, 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 a fair amount of fish in. Now, are you from Colorado your whole life? Are you, yes, are you, yes. I okay. was born in Denver. Not not too many. I tell people I'm a native, and not too many people realize that the Japanese were the first natives here in uh, Oh, really? In Colorado? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I tell them that yeah, my grandfather came directly from Japan. Wow. To uh, to Greeley to learn agriculture. Awesome. And and that's uh, and my dad was born in Greeley, and I was born in Denver. Went to Englewood uh, uh, High School. Wow. And then uh, UNC for my uh, masters. Okay, they have and, a great uh, education program there. Yeah, and that that's why I, w- I went there. They had a mm-hmm. they had a really good special uh, education uh, program at, at the time when I went there. Uh, and then I did a lot of uh, uh, coursework at CSU, and um, and so I've just been very very fortunate. I was one of those students who wasn't a great student in school, and school didn't make sense to me until actually I went to graduate school mm-hmm. and, and got to get into the, the special education. It really made a lot of sense to me. And, and then since then, uh, uh, until I retired from teaching, I, I took coursework. You know, teachers yeah. have to take coursework mm-hmm. and upgrade Continuing themselves. education. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so I, I, I got, uh, well, I think 80 hours, over 80 hours past my master's degree. Wow. You know, That's just awesome. because I love, I love learning. Mm-hmm. I love learning. Lifelong yeah. learner. That's awesome. It's probably what made you a good teacher is you never stopped learning either. Right. 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 Uh, if you had a dream trip anywhere in the world to fish, what would it be? Boy, I, I think I would... A couple of places. Um, I think it'd be fun to go up and fish in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would that would be cool. The, the only problem is that I'm terrified of bears because <laughs> I understand that bears like to eat Asian food. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm afraid to go to. Um, I'm, I don't want to go way out in the back where there's there, I can encounter a right, bear. Right, right. Uh, I think I would like to go to Japan and, and do some uh, fishing there. I, I have contacts in Japan. Um, uh, and it seems very interesting, more for the species of fish, the yamame, uh, the species of, of trout that, that you find in Japan. I think I would like to go there. Geez, a number of trips. I, I like to go to Argentina. I would, I would like to. Uh, I like to go to New Zealand. 
Um, but really, there's so many good waters here in Colorado. Um, I, I just want to go fish some more of the waters here in Colorado. I, I tend to like some of the places I've been going, so I keep going back to mm-hmm. those, those places. And yeah, fishing. we're we're lucky to live in a place that has access to oh, yeah. a lot of and a I, lot I, of I awesome think water. Maybe going and fishing somewhere in in Europe. You know, uh, a friend of mine from Maine was was just here, and he's a certified. Uh, casting instructor and works for L.L. Bean and, and all that stuff and he was showing me a lot of patterns from that they fish in Spain mm-hmm. uh, uh, called uh, Perdigons and um, uh, I, I really like uh, I really like uh, uh, to learn how to tie those um, guys like Casey Dunnigan here in, in Colorado has been tying some uh, some of those flies and showing them and and I I think oh wow I want to learn how to tie some of those and so I'll go and watch these guys there's so many good tires and I go to some of these shows and sometimes I sneak away from my booth and and we'll go (laughs) and 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 watch these guys in fact my my friend Phil Iwani before he started tying tying at these shows we kind of look alike and so I would tell him to sit at my desk and tie (laughs) flies so I could go watch the other fly tires and that's what I would do there's some just some Great, great fly tires yeah. uh, at the Denver Fly Fishing Show. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I came to find you at your booth at the uh, Fly Fishing Rendezvous, and every time I dropped by, I was like, dang, he's not there. Dang, he's not there. But one of my coworkers ended up touching base with you. We got a business card, and, and there yeah, we, away yeah, we go. Yeah, uh, Peter does a great job there, and uh, uh, I really like uh, helping him out and, and doing that. He's He's been gracious to it to allow me to to be a participant in that and but he also has me teaching you know fly tying and and, and doing uh, presentations I, I do a presentation on midge fly fishing and mm-hmm. fishing terrestrials and so he has me doing that and so yeah. so a lot of times you you won't find me at at, at the desk yeah. but, but um uh, I do like to get up and 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 go and say hi to people yeah and look don't at blame stuff. you just yeah. like you guys I walk yeah, out and, yeah. I, and I saw I, I saw that that rack that you're making that goes on top and I said oh my god that is phenomenal that's just what I need you know <laughs> and uh, um, uh, I, I you know I that caught my eye yeah you know and then the the rod vaults oh man I I should I should get one of those uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're great they save you a lot of time you can just slide yeah. it right out and get oh, on the yeah. water oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I had an old Titan, and I, I sold it to one of my fishing friends. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going, oh, maybe I should have kept that. But, <laughs> but he, he he uses it more than I, I do. I'm thinking now, looking at yours, uh-huh. those are pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are pretty cool looking. But but that, that camper that you put on top of your car yeah. that folds down. Yeah, the rooftop yeah. tent. People oh. were really, really excited about that. Oh, my we, gosh. We had a blast. We had it out at the Fly Fishing Rendezvous, and a bunch of people came over, and they wanted to get in it. And That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to climb up into it, too. That yeah. would have yeah. been fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Oh, yeah, we've yeah. got one here, so we'll get you in it. Yeah, yeah, here in a minute. Oh, we'll get yeah. Pictures. yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're about out of time. Uh, is there any kind of closing statements or advice Anything you want to give to anyone? Well, I plug or, you know, your website your classes you know well, yeah, well of course my fly tying classes at, at Alcorn um, uh, would be a, a, a good thing to, to uh, if you want to learn how to tie flies to come up uh, but but just to support your local fly shops you know it's uh, this business is a tough business and uh, there's a lot of big box stores who are, are doing great jobs but but you know if you want to really learn about 
about time flies and materials and things like that, visit your local fly shop. Support the local uh, fly shops because it, uh, it's, it, it's, it is a tough business. Um, uh, go out and fish. Uh, tie. Practice. You know, uh, be good to each other. You know, be be kind and respectful to each other. If you come up against a fisherman, give him a wide berth. Don't don't jump down and fish right where he's fishing. Give them uh, give them a wide berth, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, above all, share with other people. You know, and that's what you know what I'm doing. Is trying yeah. to share. Reason I do all of this is just another form of teaching, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And, and and I would say that would be the thing to do. Everything awesome. for the greater good. I'll just make one final plug. Uh, you know, for our podcast listeners, this is an exclusive deal just for those of you who listen to the show. Uh, you get five dollars off shirts, hats uh, on the website. Uh, use the code POD five P O D. The number five, uh, go on to denveroutfitters.com and check out all the new gear. Any final thoughts, Jill? Uh, no, just thanks to Rick for coming in. It, it was yeah, awesome you, chatting Tom. with you. Wow, and thank so you. you. You honor me uh, by asking me to come down. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, we appreciate it. Till next time. All right.